Welcome to Living Water Radio. Have you ever felt that all was lost? Have you ever felt that you were lost? That's a good thing. Today, we'll find out why. My name is Pastor David Burkettall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Kistern congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. There is a tremendous sense of discouragement in the world today. I remember a meme I saw when the pandemic was just picking up steam. It was a parody of the popular children's book, Good Night Moon. Over the strangely calming primary colors and the starry night sky out of the window of the bunny's bedroom, it said, Good night, moon. Good night, zoom. Good night, sense of impending doom. Things haven't improved much. Now, added to the improving but not yet over pandemic are a sense of rootlessness, national polarization, a war in Ukraine that it seems could spill into a calamitous world war, an economy in decline, and closer to home, a sense in the church that something has broken. Why is this a good thing? In today's gospel reading, we see a picture of brokenness and wholeness, and the transformation comes through a word from Jesus in John 5 verses 1 through 9. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethzada, which is five porticos. In these lay many ill, blind, lame, and paralyzed people. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The ill man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take up your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. The man by the pool had been ill for 38 years. That's a long time to be ill. How much hope for healing or for anything good in life do you think he had after 38 years of illness? Jesus asks the Captain Obvious question, Do you want to be made well? Well, maybe not so obvious. After 38 years, illness can become a person's identity. How would a person ill for 38 years know themselves if they were not ill? How would they live? It would take courage to desire that kind of radical change. It would also take faith in Jesus. It would take the belief that Jesus could heal him. Otherwise, why get your hopes up and take the chance that they would be shattered again after 38 years? It wasn't as if he hadn't tried to be healed. People at the time apparently believed that an angel of the Lord, those are the really scary ones, 
sometimes came and stirred up the waters, and whoever got there first would be healed of whatever disease they had. People also believed that if you are ill or poor or struggling in any way, it was because you were a sinner, or because one of your ancestors was a sinner, and you were being punished. So, when Jesus approached the man, Jesus offered him not just healing, but wholeness, and a whole new life. The man at the pool knew what people thought of him. He probably believed the things they said about him, himself, and he knew that he needed a Savior. Tim Keller, the Presbyterian pastor who started a healthy church in Manhattan in New York, and a respected author, tweeted the other day, The gospel is always more compelling to people who know their own inadequacy. The highly competent, confident, and successful have a harder time with the concept of salvation by sheer, unadulterated, totally unmerited grace. And he references Matthew 21:31. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. I saw another meme a while ago that said, Everything not saved will be lost. It was a Nintendo quit-screen message. This man at the pool knew that he was lost in every sense, but he turned to the Savior and was healed. But there's a wrinkle. John ends the event in this gospel reading with the words, Now that day was a Sabbath. Out of context, it almost sounds like he's tattling. But if you read the rest of the story in John 5, verses 10 through 47, you'll see the point that Jesus is making for those who are critical of the now-healed man for lifting his mat and walking, which they believed was doing work on the Sabbath, and of Jesus for his healing, that is, also doing work on the Sabbath. All the man knows is that he had been made whole. He was like the woman in the song written by Carol King and Partners and sung and made popular by Aretha Franklin, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. When my soul was in the lost and found, you came along to claim it. That's exactly what the Savior did for the man at the pool. When a man named Zacchaeus, who was also publicly known as a sinner, a chief tax collector, humbled himself before Jesus, Jesus ate as his house, a public sign of welcome. And when Zacchaeus repented before Jesus, this happened in Luke 19, verses 9 through 10. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. So, if you're feeling lost today, if you know that you cannot save yourself, the good news for you is that you have a Savior. Don't give up or surrender to despair. Jesus has come to seek and to save you. Let him into your heart. We don't know what the future holds in this crazy world, but we do know who holds the future. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the booster, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. 
If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variance and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them. Pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.